1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Welcome back to the Pixie Podcast. Last episode here on the Pixie Podcast with Annie Fry and uh, Erica Murphy of Magic Mouse Vacations. Uh, we talked about Magic Kingdom, and Magic Kingdom is probably what most people who are unfamiliar with Walt Disney World, when they think Walt Disney World, they pretty much think Magic Kingdom. Oh my gosh, there's so much more to Walt Disney World than just the Magic Kingdom, although it is a very, very special place. So today, we are going to talk to you about one of the other parks, one of four parks that are there that are the amusement parks, Epcot. And Erica, you're you're an Epcot fan, aren't you? I'm a big Epcot fan, Yeah. yeah. Which, like I said, I, I'm i curious to see
2: how that's going to change now that Brayden's here, if it's mm-hmm. going to be more, you know... Six-month-old at home. Six-month-old at home. And so what we're going in May for our first time with him. And so I'm curious to see if that's going to change. But as an adult only that's gone for the past 10 years with me and my husband, that Epcot is it's our favorite.
0: So when you think about Walt Disney World, if you think about the castle, you know the castle is Cinderella's castle and it's at the Magic Kingdom. The other problem, to me, the s- mo- the secondarily most iconic thing about Disney World is probably the Epcot uh, Epcot Golf Ball. <laughs> it's uh, Spaceship Earth mm-hmm. is actually the attraction that's inside of it. Right now. Is it under refurbishment right now?
2: It is not. Not but, yet. No, but space, the restaurant, is supposed to open at the end of this year. And yeah. it's supposed to be unbelievable. So,
0: okay, let's walk ourselves around Epcot. If you are thinking about Walt Disney World and you know the big what is what is it called? What is the name of the sphere that it is? Because I there's some it has all the, the octave, something a little when you're up next to this this gigantic structure and you're looking at it and then you dig, dig deeper into it and you realize that the way that it's construct, constructed has taken into account rain, when rain falls. Mm-hmm. How will the rain fall? Where will the rain go? How will it not make a big mess all over um, Epcot? It's it's really, really an amazing, an amazing structure. But it is just one ride in the midst of a fairly large park.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's very large. And it's made up into two I guess, kind of major lands where there's Future World and then there's the World Showcase. But we talked about in the last one about how the 50th anniversary is coming up. And so Epcot, above any of the other parks, I think is going to be getting the biggest makeover for that event. And there is a spot in Epcot right now that uh, the Imagineering presents what the future it's going to look like of Epcot. So right now, there's the Future World and the World Showcase. But in the next year, you're going to see that park completely transform.
0: Yeah, if if you start planning a trip right now, by the time you get there, it's going to probably look quite a bit different than it does right now. Uh, a lot of people will ask, "What is Epcot like? What what is that word? It's the experimental prototype community of tomorrow." Yeah, and this is really Walt Disney's baby. Yeah, can you tell me a little bit about what his community of tomorrow was supposed to be?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was supposed to be this futuristic. What basically what to, what tomorrow was supposed to be like. And we had talked about how the parks in Disney, he wants you to feel like you're going into a movie. And that's what this whole experimental protocol was supposed to be like to where you have your everyday life. You're taken out of that into more of a Fred Flintstone kind of, not Fred Flintstone, uh, Joan Jetson. <laughs> yeah. That's the other way. That's, that's an animal <laughs> kingdom. Yeah. Uh, but more of a futuristic feel. And so they would have I remember going as a kid, and they had, uh, what are the, I I can't even think of what it's called now. What are the the vacuums Mm -hmm. that don't have the what are those called? the the circle vacuum like a Roomba. Roomba, thank you. Yeah, twenty years ago when I went, they had a Roomba there, and it was so mind-blowing to think that, you know, it was a house of tomorrow to where this vacuum would vacuum your floors without you having to
0: touch it. And now it's a reality. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of cool to kind of see. You know, one of my my 1989 or 19, I can't remember if it was 89 or 90 that we went, the only other time I've ever been there, I've gone twice now with my family, my little family, mm-hmm. not my, me as a child. Yeah. I remember buying 110 camera film at, oh my gosh. at the kodak store yeah when which, you is, which is still there yeah it's co- it's still kodak isn't it i, think I don't so, think it's yeah. nikon i think it's kodak mm-hmm. when you walk in the ball is right there in the center and just to the right there's this coat and and that was kind of part of the futuristic thing it was yeah. had the technology stuff and everything and i'll say there are many 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 just beautifully breathtakingly gorgeous places in walt disney world but the epcot uh geosphere lit up at night oh my gosh it's, yeah. it's just stunning like I just sit there and look at it because yeah. it just it takes your breath away One,
2: well, it has the fountains right in front of it that have the dancing and the lights and the music and Epcot has a lot of events over the course of the year right now the food and wine festival which lots is lots of festivals yeah what I think we should do for our girls our trip. girls'
0: trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we're trying to get Jill Devine pulled in here yeah. and, and some other friends of ours and we're gonna just maybe it'll it's like research I mean for this podcast that we just decided we were going to do we need to just yeah i think it's it's absolutely i can't wait to tell my husband i'm going on a girl's trip to disney world and tell him that it's for work
2: and he needs to watch the kids
0: (laughs) i can already see the head tilted to the side and the furrowed brow and looking at me like i'm not even going to engage in this conversation yeah it's fine (laughs) well it's fine so what else do we have here in the front of epcot which is what is the front called right now because they're renaming it is. Right now it's Future World East and West. Okay. So
2: it has um, Test Track. So there's the, it's like your test dummy, mm-hmm. I guess, is there's no other way to say it. So it is more of a thrill attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, there is Mission Space, which there's two different levels. One's not so scary. One's a
0: little more Do you advanced. want to puke or do you want to not puke? I've never done it. Okay, I get I get carsick, though. So I'm just like, I don't want to I do, too. I don't want to jack up my vertigo. I get claustrophobic.
2: And I felt really bad because my husband, he does 90% of the things that I want to do. And I knew this is something he really wanted to do. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what, Erica, we can do this. There was all these kids that were going and I'm like, if they can do it, surely I can do it. We get to the ride. They put a barf bag in my lap and I said, you know what, ma'am, I know my limits. And I got and I felt so bad. Got but I, out? I got out. I yeah. left him on the ride. And it's one of those. Did he like it, though? I mean, it's one of those attractions to where it's interactive. So he was trying to do his controls and he was trying to do my controls because I just left in the, you know, before the thing even started. So I, I think he was worried about me. I don't know that he really enjoyed the experience. Did you make the right decision?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I no worries. But if you're a thrill seeker and if you like the the, because there are not there are not many attractions in Walt Disney World that are going to be like for the people who the most thrilling of thrill rides. You're yeah. like, yeah, you know, whatever, right? Th- that's not really what Walt Disney is catered to. And I know people will, you know, we don't talk about it a whole lot here, but bop over to Universal Studios right. to, to step it up a level. Yes, Disney World is is not chock full of of those types of rides but but mission space is up there yeah i think so and i'm i can't i've never
2: done it so i can't say one way or another nor have i but i've read a lot about it and i've been warned about it enough to go "Eh." and i have a girlfriend who really enjoys thrill rides and she ended up getting sick on the ride and it like she said she was, like, upside down at one point, and it was just bad. So I just will stick to Small World because I know my <laughs> limits.
0: <laughs> and that makes
2: other people crazy. Exactly. So
0: Mission Space is their test track. Test Track is infamously one of the rides that goes down the most because yeah. they're very sensitive to lightning in the area. And there's yeah. always a storm lingering around somewhere in Orlando. But I... I we, I've never done Test Track because we oh. we didn't do it the first time we were there. We we're just yeah. so busy. It wasn't on the list with the little kids because they didn't want to do it. And then my son decided that he loved these kinds of rides. So my husband went on with it with him and my girls didn't want to ride. So I stayed back with them and then it I didn't make it back on. And then when we go back here in January, it's going yeah. down so Oh,
2: <laughs> well, I mean, it's. Well we'll go for a girls trip. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just another fine. just another reason. So, uh but Test Track, a lot of people are big fans of that ride and I think it's the fastest ride. Right? Mm-hmm. it goes the fastest of any, any ride in, in Walt Disney World, I believe. It's like yeah. Sixty five miles an hour or something. Sounds right. So, um, on the I don't know if it's East is is are those rides on the east or the west? East. So let's go west. Let's
2: go west. West is my favorite.
0: Uh
2: Thorin is hands down. One of my favorite rides in the entire park. Yeah. You were able to do
0: that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just wait until you level up and go to Flight of Passage. It's, I'm very excited yeah. about
2: it. But it is, so uh, it is really it's amazing. immersive. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's so cool about it. And that's how, I know I've mentioned it before, but that's how all the attractions are. That when you're going over, and I won't give too much of it away for people who have never mm-hmm. seen it. But, you know, when you're going Over the ocean, you smell the salt water and then there's a whale that jumps and you get a little splash of water and it's it makes you feel like you're hang gliding. Yeah.
0: And I will say like like you're flying. And I'll I'll say, too, that we went on it last year and all five members of my family went on it from my husband down to my three year old. Evelyn went on on it. And, you know, it it was something that talking about a friend, Tony Colombo, who works with us here at the radio station. He said that his youngest daughter went on it and he had his arm. Because you're sitting in this chair and you have like a seatbelt on, Yeah. but it's not like you're strapped into something. No. It, it's not. It, you're not like super restricted. It's just so you don't fall out of the right. thing. Right. Um, but he said he had his arm reached across his daughter and to, so that she mm-hmm. could hold on to him and he, she could use his hand to cover his eyes and he was trying Aww. to cover her eyes and he, she she was like,
1: Dad, stop it! I want to see what this is. Awesome. <laughs> so like, it,
0: when when his I think he. She was maybe seven at the time Mm -hmm. was like all in. I just I'm telling my kids, like, go try it. Yeah. If you hate it, you hold on tight to me and we will not do it again. And if if we get to the point where I look at them and I'm like, they're terrified and there's no way that being terrified going on to the ride that they're going to enjoy it. I won't pressure them into it, but I don't want them to chicken themselves out and miss on an opportunity where. Right. They if they just try. Yeah. So, and I think each kid is different and you learn Absolutely. to know, know your child, but but Ellen loved it.
2: And for any Seinfeld fans, it's navigated by Putty. So I do know I what mean, that means, but, not <laughs> a,
0: okay, but it's, no. it's, it's, you know, I'm sure that 99% of the people <laughs> who just heard that was like, Erica, Seinfeld, that's awesome. And I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Putty. Yeah.
2: yeah. Which makes it all the cool. So that's Seinfeld kind
0: of our... office space. I, <gasps> I need to get in on, I know we, we don't have time to talk about office space. <laughs> Erica, (gasps) we're talking about Disney. (laughs) All right. All right. That's fair. Let's let's get back to the point of Disney. So, Uh, so Soren is is Test Track and Soren, and then one other ride we'll talk about uh, here in a minute are the, the premier attractions at Epcot. Yeah, but there are some other cool things. That there are, are. and there's Sorin.
2: one another one that's so the land is where Soren is, and so you can go and have lunch there. You can see Soren, and there's also living with the land, which is going away. It which, is yes, and when? Well, so this I mean, I don't have any timelines, and maybe I shouldn't even be saying this out loud right now because it was on one of my blogs, but it's one of those rides to where. It's not fair. Did you guys do it? Mm-hmm. It's 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 cool.
0: It I goes through it. a greenhouse. And it's, I I did. We did it thinking we had to kill some time and, yeah. and a fast pass, but I I was looking. For, I'm looking forward to doing it again. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it should be. I mean, I haven't really heard any other rumors other than like a timeline. Um, yeah. A timeline. Just one of my fellow Instagrammers mm-hmm. that I, I follow. She was talking about it. So actually, now that I said this on our podcast, it hasn't actually been confirmed. And now I probably shouldn't have even said that. No, it's fine. Um, but,
0: but so. So tell me about the. Um, like the process, the living through the land, like what what does it take you through? Because it's really a unique part of Disney.
2: It is. It's their greenhouse and it's the actual food that they use within the restaurants there. So it will show you in how our planet and, and how our impact and footprint on this planet works. And it's a really slow boat ride and it goes through a quick little video about the land and the farmers and how the choices that we make affects those farmers and weather and all of that and then the food that is in the world showcase a lot of the lettuce and tomatoes is actually harvested from that mm-hmm. greenhouse the, which it's is cool functional it's functional it's a which full functional. which is kind greenhouse.
0: of part of the community of tomorrow type exactly. of thing that Walt Disney World or Walt Disney was looking to for, towards so the the sorin ride which is a must do and living with the land are kind of in the same building and then off to the side there is uh, the seas. seas with Nemo. Yeah.
2: Which, another fun, as many times as I've been, I've never seen it. Really? And I'm going to tell you why my biggest fears in the entire world the sharks can't actually get you is I'm afraid of aquariums. Are like, you? Like, terrified. Like, the fact that we're this close to the aquarium that's going in downtown kind of gives me a little bit of anxiety. <laughs> I've always been this way, and I don't know why, and I need to overcome my fears, and maybe I'll do that on our next trip because I hear it's very cool. But it's, I don't, I don't know what it, it's because I watched Jaws when I was a child and the glass that broke and you know, I'm if the like the glass
0: breaks and the shark is in the ground and you're over there you're good I'm it's not gonna like get up and walk on its bed like <laughs> ooh, ooh. no I guess they don't make that kind of noise. I don't, I
2: don't think sharks make that sound but
0: that would be terrifying though if it happened so I can't speak to it is what I'm going at <laughs> I've been I know. on it and, and and I like it and it's it's very similar in feel towards the Magic Kingdom Little Mermaid. Ride, you kind of get in a shell, and I can ride in that one with two kids with mm-hmm. me, um, or two adults, and a this child would fit comfortably. And you just kind of go through, and you get told the the very high level thirty thousand foot view of Finding Nemo. So huh. it's cute. It's there's you're, there's no water. Like this is a track ride. You're it's mm-hmm. in the dark, so yeah. you'll see projections of things and it's it's themed really well but um i've heard that they're going to potentially be remaking all that area as well yeah turtle talk with crush is there also and that's a really cool attraction where it's interactive i don't really understand how it works per se i'm sure it's there are magic pe- people yeah it's just magic yeah but basically crush from finding nemo comes on this big screen and they have a bunch of benches in there for all the adults to sit on and all the kids go the little kids go sit in the front. Have you been in that? Mm-hmm. So all the kids go sit in the front and then it's Turtle Talk with Crush and Crush has a live interactive conversation with the kids down there. So you yeah. can be like, oh, where's Squirt? Because Squirt is Crush's little turtle son. I'm stellar dude. Yeah. And and <laughs> he's at school, man. Yeah. And and, and you know, he does cute things like he'll crush will say, like, you know what your parents love when you do when you end every sentence with dude. And, the, and then he'll like be like for the rest of the day. Now, every time you talk to your parents, I want to make sure you make you remind them about dude. So all the parents are sitting back there going. Haha, thank you. And yeah, the, kids, awesome. the kids just love it. But you can ask. Real questions Mm -hmm. and they they respond your questions. They'll say, "Uh, "How about this uh, little bro here in the front in the red shirt? Where you know, Mm -hmm. like so, it's a real interactive conversation. It's it's fun. My kids like it a lot. Um, And then there's an aquarium there. Like Mm -hmm. there's an actual aquarium that you can see and you can I think scuba dive in it and
2: swim with dolphins and the whole the whole thing. If
0: you're into that kind of thing, no, I can't. (laughs) can't. Maybe someday. I don't know. All right. So other than that, there are some character meet-up opportunities. Yeah,
2: and actually Future World is where you can meet joy and sadness from Inside Out. Oh which... my gosh!
0: I don't know why this is the case, but sadness is the funniest character Yeah, you can meet. because she's amazing. Unbelievable. Like, I was laughing the whole time, and I'm like, this might make me the worst person ever.
2: No, it's fine. She's in
0: this gigantic, <laughs> you know, she's got the blue hair sadness from inside out. inside out, which is a good movie. Kind of a heavy movie. Yeah. But, um she she's there she's got the sad space obviously ever and the whole time she's just kind of like ho-humming around and you just want to make her happy yeah but i think that's kind of the reason it's funny because you can't yeah. <laughs> you like literally cannot make her happy but interacting with her is just it's it, it was my favorite character experience i've had so far at yeah. disney world
2: we were inside out for Halloween a couple years ago, and I was sadness, and it was one of my favorite <laughs> Halloween costumes. I'll have to show you a picture. Yeah, but it was we had the little the little balls, and mm-hmm. one of my girlfriends was joy. It was it was a lot of fun. But yeah, that's a that's a
0: cool place. Baymax, can't you meet? Is that is that Big Hero Six? Yeah, you can meet Baymax. Yeah,
2: which, which is, is kind of cool. I've never seen that movie. Yeah, I've like the only Disney movie I haven't seen.
0: He gives knuckles. Like yeah. he gives fist pounds. And my my brother, my my kids knew that. Thirty two year old brother is like obsessed with it, but I've no idea. So those are some unique characters you can see there. So then, so that's mostly the front of Epcot, and Mm -hmm. then you move to my favorite, the back of Epcot, and it is the
2: World Showcase. Fantastic.
0: What's there? Everything,
2: everything that you could possibly ever want to see. Literally the whole world. And I, (laughs) I think I've mentioned this before that people are always like. Why? Because I've never been to Europe. I've never been to Hawaii. And they're like, why? You could go five times over with as many times as you go to Disney. And it's like, yeah, but I can see the entire
0: world at Epcot in one day. 100 percent subscribing to that philosophy. I would much rather go bop from France to the United Kingdom to the Americas, which has a new barbecue joint opening up. And uh, oh, my gosh, let's just start where you should start in the World Showcase. And I don't know if we agree on this or not. Mexico. Do you go the other way? We go the other way ah! but this is why and you're i'm curious to see what you're gonna say after your january
2: trip because we typically stay at boardwalk and uh, you walk across and it takes you right there by
0: france mm-hmm. so that's typically where we start so i haven't stayed in an epcot resort we've only stayed at the moderate resorts but when you go from future world which is in the front of the park so you've got the big epcot ball there the geosphere right in the center there is a pathway that connects you one way or another over into the World Showcase. And the World Showcase goes around Something Lagoon. What's it called? The Something Lagoon in the middle of the World Showcase. But basically, they refer to them as pavilions. And there are 11 of them, I believe. Of them, yeah. and, a, and a 12th one coming, which I think is supposed to be Brazil. Mm-hmm. So you go from country to country to country to country and they're all isolated from the other so that when you are in Mexico, you feel like you're in Mexico. And, you yeah. the, and And the cool thing that we talked about in I think it was the last episode is the way that they staff each mm-hmm. of these different countries.
2: Yeah, they're from that prospective country. So the waiters, the people working at the retail, the entertainers, it's all authentic from that country. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to see somebody speaking French in the Mexico Pavilion. And like you said, you won't see the other pavilions when you're in that. And they change Everything—the look of the buildings, the architecture, the smells, the, the costuming, the, the costuming—everything—it yeah, legitimately feels like you're walking into that country. Mm-hmm. And they'll sprinkle a little bit. Epcot has, I believe, wrongfully counted it as the adult park that there's not a whole lot for kids to do there, which I don't really believe is true. Maybe with your three kids, you can. I think that, in.
0: I think that a lot of that has just to do with they were the only park originally that had alcohol as i understand it Mm -hmm. so i think that that was like that kind of just tipped it in the favor of being more geared towards adults Mm -hmm. but let's be real when you're in disney world for a prolonged period of time and you want to have a drink you can still do that while you're supervising your family and your family's having a fantastic time
2: absolutely and there are which i Dan don't listen to this for Christmas (laughs) I got him a a shirt that has the drinking around the world where we can you know mark off all the different passports and things like that so um, there's different things for adults to do but within each one of the countries there's kid stops to Mm -hmm. where you can make baracas in Mexico or you can make a beret in Canada so it's It's definitely things to do. You can meet Jasmine in Morocco. So they definitely have things for kids to do within each of the pavilions. And I think they do a really good job catering for both adults and kids within Mm -hmm. each of those pavilions. The entertainment, they will be Coco is in Mexico with
0: the little puppets. Which is one of my absolute most favorite Disney movies ever ugly cry every time no matter how many times I've seen it I'll say (laughs) San Angel Inn is the restaurant inside of the Mexico Pavilion and we scheduled that was our very first meal in our last this our Disney vacation this past summer and I had read a lot of mixed reviews on it some people said it's fantastic some people were like totally not worth it Mm -hmm. and I've also read frequently and heard frequently that That the inconsistency of restaurants is consistent. Mm -hmm. That that you can have a really positive experience, come back again, and have a completely different one. I think that's anywhere. Sure. Absolutely. So the food was amazing but i can taste in my mouth right now the margaritas that i had in mexico so i think the the honest reason why we go to mexico first is because i don't care what country i'm in as long as i start with a mexican margarita they are amazing 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 amazing
2: i will say the last time we were there for whatever reason i don't know why i tried one with cinnamon yeah not as good, not so much. Cinnamon does not belong with tequila, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, it was. It, we had recommended. Basically, we went in and the waiter said, "Have you ever been here before?" And yeah. we said, "No." And he goes, "Well, would you like some recommendations?" I said, "Absolutely." Mm-hmm. And he recommended you, you know, do this, this, and this, and and order this appetizer and give it to your kid. Like, told us how to manipulate mm-hmm. our dining plan to give us the maximum amount of benefit from it. Like, it was very much so focused on us not not how can disney squeeze the most out of us it's you've paid for this you're here right now this is how you use this to maximize and make what you've paid for go as far as it possibly can right and we just basically said whatever you just said we'll do it and we took which is not really something i'm used to doing yeah we took his recommendation and every single recommendation he made was spot on and i will also say the inside of the mexico pavilion is did you do the boat ride stunning yes yeah that's a lot of. Fun you, too. Do you what's that called? Three Caballeros. Yes. So yes, I was going to butcher that. No. So, are you a fan of that? Because I know there's a the people are split. Should it become a Cocoa ride or not? I'm in favor of it, but I am not a like I am not a nostalgic Disney person. So I mean, as long as they keep the little merchant
2: guy in there that hustles you with the Tupperware, then I'm okay with it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's like the main thing that I like. I mean, it's it's just one of those. Well, just one of those rides. Mm-hmm. Like. I get it like I think that the new era with Coco I think Coco I think would be really good
0: also, as well. But I also think that Coco deserves more play than it gets in the world of Disney and yeah. I think that making that ride I mean if you haven't seen the movie Coco please 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 go watch it and also the moving is stunningly beautiful. Yeah. Like, just the colors and the way they portray yeah. this is just beautiful. And I think that translating that into a ride yeah. would be amazing. I agree. Next is, if we're going my way, because I can't do it backwards. Yeah. Norway. Uh-huh. Uh, pro tip here. Book an 8 a.m. Akershus character breakfast because they have princesses there. You get to meet Belle and take a posed picture with Belle at the beginning. And you can't meet Belle in that costume anywhere else. Um, uh, I mean, it, she's in Enchanted Tales of Belle, yeah. but you don't really get... That same experience, you get a picture with no, her, and
2: it's a—it's more of a one-on-one, like not yeah. standing in line to snap a picture. It's
0: more of a relaxed kind of. The, the breakfast at Akershus in Norway is my favorite breakfast meal,
2: mm-hmm.
0: on on property, and you get to meet. A whole bunch of princesses. Mm -hmm. If you do the dining plan, it's only one credit as opposed to if you go to the palace, uh, the castle, it's a two credit experience Mm -hmm. there. So you get to save a credit. And when you have 10 people or five people going, that's five credits you get to save. And also, when we were there last time, Mulan was in there. And I was like, Oh
1: my gosh, it's Mulan! And
0: yeah. then and like that was an irrational thing for a 35-year-old female to mother to do. But no, what, like I didn't in even, Disney it's not that. Yeah, she's you don't see Mulan. No. And and so the the experience is great. But then this is one of the ways that having a travel agent like Erica work with you is really beneficial. There's a there's a special sneaky perk if you book the eight a.m. uh. D- dining reservation at akershus because mm-hmm. it allows you to do some something pretty cool.
2: Yeah, so Frozen Ever After is one of the biggest rides and I think with Frozen 2 coming out, I think it's going to be brand new all over again yeah. and it's one of the hardest fast passes to get in Epcot. It's one of the most sought after right now. It's it's really big. Uh when you get that reservation, it's literally steps away from the ride. So when you're done with breakfast, you can be the first on that ride without having to use a fast pass. So using that hack alone you get to save your fast pass for something like test track or another one of the soarin', tier 1 yeah. rides or and and you still get to see the frozen and you get the breakfast experience with the princesses
0: it's it's, it's it is an amazing
2: yeah. hack like, and this is a huge tip the princesses do have for lunch and dinner as well so you can still get that experience mm-hmm. but the frozen hack because you'll get in before the park opens yeah
0: so f- that's something we haven't said yet but but the world showcase technically opens at 11 mhm you can go have, I think Norway is one of the only places you can get that early reservations. Mm-hmm. There might be an, another few, a couple around the world showcase, but the rest of everything, you can walk around it, but it doesn't actually open to go into the stores and purchase things until 11. You can get in at 8 a.m. So there are not people in the line to Frozen Ever After. We did this the first year we went, 8 a.m. dinner reser- or breakfast reservation. We walked out of of Akershus at about 850 Mm-hmm. A.M. And we walked literally walked into the frozen ever after attraction, went straight to the front, got immediately on the the ride, which is like a, a, a dark boat ride mm-hmm. to to the extent that there, our boat wasn't even full. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't like we had oh, we only had to wait in line five minutes like there was nobody else in line to even fill out the ride. Yeah. When we were on it, it was so and you amazing. You could go a
2: couple times. I mean,
0: if you yep. if you want to. So, I think um, when we got off, if we would have gotten back in line, it was like a twenty five minute wait. Yeah, and a twenty five minute wait posted is probably like a ten. Right, and it's.
2: I mean if you and to see the queue and all that it's it's worth it. It's yeah. a
0: good one. So let's bop around here real quick cuz we're running out of time. Yeah. The so you go to Norway you can also meet Anna and Elsa in mm-hmm. in Norway. I highly recommend I the, the way I would do it is Akershus at 8 a.m., walk on Frozen Ever After mm-hmm. and then go get in line for Anna and Elsa because everybody else who's coming to Norway is going to be getting on Frozen Ever After yeah. so you'll be you'll then consequently be in the front of the line for Anna and Elsa and then you, you you can knock a whole lot of stuff out before 9:15. Yeah. So what's next? China. China. Which
2: has some really great entertainment. It has some Chinese acrobats and it has really authentic food. That's a really good, Mm -hmm. it has a little movie in the background, which again, it's one of those, if you see, it's informative, Mm -hmm. which is cool. It's a nice little break in the day. Uh, Then it has the outpost. And then we're going through to Germany, which has amazing beer and pretzels.
0: (laughs) And caramel corn. And yes. There's a Werther's store there. There is. just Use your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty amazing. It's really, really amazing. And a, isn't Pinocchio, like isn't there kind of a Pinocchio feel?
2: Yeah. Because it's
0: it's it's culturally relative. Yeah. yeah. And they do sprinkle
2: a little bit of Disney. And more so over the years, I think with Frozen being the first kind of interactive Disney mm-hmm. Epcot had kind of taken a, a step back from more of the characters and been more of the future Cultural, and the culture experiences. Yeah. And now they're starting to sprinkle in a little bit more, which I think is, has been welcomed. With yeah. That arms. makes me happy. Yeah. Part of the renovations are going to have a Moana, uh Wa- living waters f- yeah. or something
0: like that. Like a water experience,
2: which I think is going to be really cool too. Uh, Italy is where I spend 99.9% <laughs> of they my have time. Gelato. They have gelato. Some That's all of I need to know. And pizza. And the food, and I think I talked about this in my one of the previous episodes, but my grandmother, I can't, I can't eat even Italian restaurants here in St. Louis. It, wow, I'm spoiled with the way that my family cooks. Mm-hmm. And when I go to the Epcot Pavilion and taste it, like I feel like my grandma's cooking for That's me. Fantastic. Like it is, I will spend ninety nine percent of my time there and spend way too much money in the shops on stuff <laughs> that I don't even need. Yeah, uh, there's Valentino there. I mean, it's they have. It's like you're in Italy. They have gondolas with, um, it, it just, it, the whole, you have to Pretty see Pretty it. amazing. It's amazing um then the american adventure yeah which has a really beautiful theater and we're coming into the holidays which i think would be a fun episode to do too is is christmas and disney Mm -hmm. but they have some really great shows in that theater they have um there's a broadway series that's in the in the spring they have uh candlelight processional where i think neil patrick harris was there last year reading the christmas story so the american
0: theater is and a new barbecue Joint that's yeah. supposed to be opening there i'm I'm excited to see that, yeah, embrace the barbecue america absolutely right. i yeah, <laughs> I love it, um, and, and then, I would say also maybe possibly the nicest bathrooms <laughs> on on property <laughs> have you been to the tango bathrooms? America. Yes, I have okay, and I think that these are better,
2: do you really mm-hmm. okay, yeah, america. it's a good one, of course, america.
0: <laughs> it's a uh, go check out the rest of my podcast, folks,
2: <laughs> some of my I, I watch a lot of blogs and Instagrams mm-hmm. too. Uh, and one of the girls I was following, she's um her she had a Disney wedding and she had her reception in the American Pavilion and cool. it was beautiful. Like oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. So that would be so America is like pretty much straight back. Yes, it's and the then midway. So we are now halfway through. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're gonna hop over to Japan. Uh huh. And Japan is really funny because um again going back to childhood memories. Whenever we would go, no matter what park we
0: went to, we always had to stop in Japan because there was a snow cone stand there. Did you get <laughs> the snow cones? No, uh, we. I didn't eat anything. We didn't go... We were kind of pushing through when we were at Epcot with my family, but my husband did stop to get sake and sushi.
2: Yeah, there's which is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. But the snow cone stand, when we were kids, we would always have to stop there. Even if we were going to Magic Kingdom, we would always have to stop there first. Yeah, And so every time I go, my aunt always jokes about, bring me back a snow cone, because they have these cantaloupe-flavored snow cones. So one of the last trips we went there, I had asked one of the cast members if, if I could buy a bottle of this snow cone syrup. And she was like, no, no. So she went in the back, and she got like a a jug and filled it with the snow cone syrup and gave to me. Just gave it to you? Just gave it to me so because I, I told her the story about how my aunt all that mm-hmm. and just gave it to me and then she gave me a card of the manufacturer that wow. made the syrup and I was able to contact them directly and get a case of it for her for Christmas. She was so happy. <laughs> that I think she still has some left. Mm-hmm. But just that's just the Disney magic that yeah. they always go above and
0: beyond for things like that. There's above and beyond and then there's what Disney does like they do things that you can't even believe that that it just happened. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Japan, really cool cultural stuff there.
2: Yeah, you can do the the pearls to where you crack open the the was that an oyster? Is that an oyster? You mm-hmm. crack open an oyster and you can do a pearl and make jewelry out of it, which is really cool. Um and then once we go through, then there's Morocco. Yes. And Morocco is where you can meet Jasmine mm-hmm. and
0: Aladdin. And it, when you look at World Showcase from the front, when you enter into it and you see the Morocco Pavilion, you'll be able to see Tower of Terror. This is common Div- Disney trivia, but basically Tower of Terror that's in Hollywood Studios, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about in uh, maybe the next episode. They designed the way Tower of Terror appears so that when it's seen in the back of the Morocco that it would match Mm -hmm. the landscape of Morocco and it wouldn't clash it's kind of interesting yeah and
2: France is the very next pavilion and Mm -hmm. there's a giant Eiffel Tower which it's not really giant it's just made to look like it's (laughs) giant but you can't see that in Morocco even though it's just steps away from there so they made sure that the that there was blocking for all of that so
0: France has amazing ice cream as well and and, beignets and (sighs) And you can meet Belle in her Blue dress mm-hmm. in, in France from time to time. I, I, I really enjoyed just walking around the France, I love France. pavilion yeah. and just take us culturally, specifically that that area. Just There's taking character it artists outside and, and listening to the people who are there. As yeah. we spoke earlier, they are from France because they, yeah. they speak French to each other mm-hmm. and they'll speak English to you. But it's 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 a, a French individual speaking English as a second language. Yes. It's kind of an interesting experience.
2: It's fun. It's absolutely fun. And I think I mentioned in one of the other episodes that they will go above and beyond one somebody in Italy did a video for us and saying happy birthday to my uncle in Italian and you know, if they'll interact with you, if you're learning French maybe in high school, then they'll interact with you and kind of teach you. So it's it's a lot of fun with the culture experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go over to United Kingdom, which had one of my favorite hacks that I think they just caught up on because now they're turning it into an experience is I would always get a dining reservation at uh, the Rose and Crown Pub mm-hmm. and sit on the patio and you can watch the fireworks. Uh-huh. Well, now they're turning it into it's a dining experience and you can <laughs> no longer just get a reservation there like I did. Call it the um, Erica Murphy experience. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I did that. That was me. <laughs> uh, but they have really good fish and chips there. And they're
0: also developing developing in uh United Kingdom is what mm-hmm. they're also developing a Mary Poppins yeah. experience of sorts so it yeah. would be interesting to see what they develop there.
2: There's the Alice Wonder in Wonderland, her little garden back there it's very
0: beautiful Winnie very the Pooh. quaint. Isn't there kind of a Winnie the Pooh feel like from what I understand isn't there a Winnie the Pooh like room I think it's kind of like tucked away. Yeah, maybe. it's just like a nod. Yeah, to Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. So. There's a, an old um,
2: telephone booth out there. Like that's kind of a fun little, they have just like a bunch of little, little things in there. Um, and then finally is Canada, mm-hmm. which has the best steakhouse I've ever been to in my entire life, which is a signature restaurant, but it is worth every penny, Le Cellier. Um And it is, it's really, really quite fantastic.
0: So, I didn't know what poutine was until I started watching Disney food blogs. And oh poutine is like basically... French what, fries with gravy. I, I I call it French fried nachos, <laughs> but there's no cheese. Well, there's cheese. It's yeah. cheese curds and it's gravy. Like I had never heard of that. Oh my gosh. But apparently if you are a poutine fan, yeah. you need to check out the World Showcase and see what they have going out, going on there in Canada yeah. because it's supposed to be like a thing. Yeah. And it's funny.
2: We talked about how the look and feel, the, the clothing of the cast members, it's all... Very stereotypical, very iconic of the time that you're, that you're, Going so um, the American Pavilion they'll have the Pioneer with the aprons and the more of a mm-hmm. poofy skirt and in Canada they have the flannel with the shorts and it's all <laughs> very stereotypical mm-hmm. and there's a little bit of controversy with it but I love it yeah
0: <laughs> and then so they used to have uh, it, the the fireworks show that used to be at Epcot in the evening was yeah. called Illuminations they just retired that there is a Forever Epcot Epcot Forever yeah Epcot Forever show yeah, going nice. on right now but yeah. that's also a temporary one yeah because there is a new one coming
2: yeah. And like I said, they're reimagining the whole park. So Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to kind of see what the future of that holds. I'm really hoping and praying with everything that's in me. Is there supposed to be a Ratatouille ride that's opening this spring? And I'm hoping so bad it's going to be open when we get there. Uh, It's going to be the France Pavilion, but where it takes you... They have one in uh, Disney Paris, but it it makes you feel like you're a little mouse going through a restaurant. And so <laughs> I'm fantastic. really excited about that. And that's more of interacting the Disney characters yeah. into the cultural Which experience I as well. I just
0: really appreciate. I do too. Yeah. All right. Well, that is a... 3,000 miles per hour right? breeze through Epcot. <laughs> and uh, I, I also want to add, I think that on on most occasions that Epcot is open the latest of the parks. It's usually open an extra hour, at least what I was looking at as far as a January trip that we're taking. So if you're planning and you want to add an extra hour into your evening with regularly scheduled time, mm-hmm. not talking extra magic hours or after hours or all these other types of events that e- exist, uh, maybe maybe schedule a late dinner yeah. At and Crown and do the Erica Murphy approach and watch the yeah.
2: fireworks there. And it has some of the most amazing restaurants out of any of the parks and so it's also if you have the hopper you can also just pop over for dinner or if you're looking for more of a relax maybe you just want to get a drink and walk around the world you can certainly do that too.
0: Well Erica that is Epcot and uh, if you would like to hear more from our Pixie podcast it's the Saturday edition of the Annie Fry Show podcast. We appreciate you listening. I'd encourage you if you would to subscribe to this podcast and if you have a Disney friend or Or if you've been thinking about going to Disney World and you've been a little apprehensive, maybe your husband or your wife or maybe your parents, you want them to join you and they don't know anything about this, consider sharing this episode or one of the other three episodes that we've uh, uploaded here so far with them. And I'd encourage you, you can email anniefryshow at gmail.com, Fry, F-R-E-Y, anniefryshow at gmail.com with Disney questions that you might have or episodes that you would like us to do here And we will uh, continue on trying to help you out as you potentially plan your Disney World vacation. You can reach out to Erica Murphy at MagicMouseVacations.com. Search for Erica there. She's listed as one of the many kind people who will help you plan a, a Disney World trip there as well. So magicmodsvacations.com, 971 one talk.com slash Annie for more on my show and uh, more information about this podcast as well. And you can follow us at Facebook.com slash Annie Fry Show on Twitter at Annie Fry Show. And uh, you can listen to us at radio.com Monday through Wednesday, noon to three PM Central Time at radio.com. Anything else? Let's just breeze through that. Yeah, Yeah. no, it was good. So we still have up two two places specifically, Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. Those are the other two main parks. Mm -hmm. And then there's maybe we'll do a miscellaneous one. We'll hit that next weekend. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And all the festivals, maybe that's a whole different one too Mm -hmm. because I could talk all day about the
0: food and wine. Yeah, it just keeps (laughs) going and going. And that's what's magical about it. All right, thanks for listening today. Subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend. We'll catch you next week.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,